0: welcome to another episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira And I'm Em. And today is November 11th, Friday, November 11th, which Mm. means that we're now past Bonfire Night, which means that it's now officially the festive season (laughs) and no other opinions are allowed.
1: (laughs) No other opinions are valid. So if you, for some reason, don't want to extend the period of festive joy, keep that. To
0: yourself. To yourself. <laughs> we like to think that all opinions yeah. are valid here, except this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not even about Christmas necessarily, even though I do love Christmas. It's just about like... It's the vibe. Festivity, joy, like special edition foods and drinks and all that kind of jazz. It's just so much fun and I love it.
0: <laughs> it is. I was doing my Tesco online shop last night and the Christmas section was there. I was so excited. I have Guess bought myself what? a little... um. Trinket dish from Sainsbury's that has Christmas trees all the way around, and my Aww. adult life thing that I want to fulfil this year <laughs> is that during November and December, that won't be empty of chocolate for any guests. Oh, I
1: love that! that I might think that's to come excellent. Around. Yeah, I I know a certain guest who might be coming round, yeah. so make <laughs> sure there's some it. dairy-free chocolate. Yes,
0: yes, on it. I am on it. Excellent. um So I would start by asking what your high of the week is, but it should be that I sent you a massive package of books. <laughs> that is
1: definitely on my list of things to discuss and um, I actually have a different high of the week which is I think you will agree worth it and I also I feel like a high of the week is just something fleeting whereas that was something I wanted to talk about in more okay, depth okay Okay. so there we go my high of the week I already sent you a picture of this but it was Jay's birthday this week and mm-hmm. Jay's mum got him the most incredible cake made ever um in my humble opinion it probably wouldn't be for anyone else but it was <laughs> a cake of our cat oscar's face which i just thought was exceptional so it was so cute it was you know for cake like for a cake it was a pretty uh good likeness to my yeah, cat and i just it did thought love, like oscar what a fun thing it was even Oscar down to the fact that one of the ears was like snipped off and it wasn't like a full pointy ear there was one pointy ear and one ear that was like snipped which he has so um oh, so I just thought what a fun little cake it was only at a high of the week from a visual point of view for me because it wasn't a vegan cake but oh. I very much enjoyed looking at it so
0: um, tell everyone what you got Jay for his birthday
1: (laughs) (laughs) so for Jay's birthday I did get him two things one was uh, a night away in a cottage at his request we went and like stayed somewhere but the present M is referring to here is that I bought Jay an axe so (laughs) (laughs) after all the horror movie watching Yeah, it's it was it only seemed right. No, it's because Jay is like an outdoorsy guy. This is only one in a collection of existing axes. This isn't his first axe by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um but he he wanted another axe. He he's one of those annoying people who like wants very specific things but also really likes surprises. So I was like, I know he'll like an axe, but I had to kind of go and do it myself, like find which one to get, which is quite scary for someone who has absolutely no prior knowledge of axes but i did a good job and it turns out i got a quite a handy one because it's an axe that the blade is like removable so you can kind of like bash it on but then take it off so it's like more transportable you can like take it into two different parts and it can also be used as a hammer so Mm, hashtag i I, (laughs) I
0: did
1: a good job in the end but yeah so that's (laughs) what i got jay his birthday an axe we love Um, that yeah, well, he did, which is the main thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a lie.
0: I couldn't, like, I have no relationship with axes. <laughs> they
1: they scare me a little bit, although I feel like of all, uh, like, weapons, they seem <laughs> <laughs> they seem, like, the least scary because, you know, like, guns and things like that, they don't have, like, a functional purpose, in my opinion, whereas an axe is, like, it's used yeah. for... Jay used it at work for like cutting down trees and and chopping bits of wood up and stuff so Mm -hmm. I'm like it's technically a weapon but also it's functional so I'm like that's where my my line is I'm like if it can be used for a job then I'm kind of okay with it if it's just it's just a weapon I'm like I'm not really I'm not
0: not on board with that. It gives (laughs) you like Alaskan romance lumberjack Mm (laughs) 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 bag. Jay doesn't.
1: What? <laughs> no. What do you mean he doesn't? I think he would love Alaskan, maybe not the romance part, but he'd like like Alaskan lumberjack pipes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and to be fair. He's halfway there with the axe.
1: Exactly. He's even growing a bit of a beard at the moment, which I think adds to the look.
0: <laughs> do you remember when you did a mullet?
1: I was just gonna say that, you know, he was really upset because he wanted to do a mullet for years uh, and I kept saying please don't do a mullet and in the end I actually really liked it but by the time he came to do mullets so was everyone else and he felt like a bit put out by that, he wanted to be unique and by the time he did it they weren't very unique at all so there we go. Um, But anyhow, I digress, my (laughs) low of the week. (laughs) It's not like us to digress i know i don't think we've ever done that before sorry guys um but my load of the week is the fact that my trusty macbook is on its last legs and i mean last last legs because it the battery is basically gone so it got to a point where if it reached like 20% battery the screen would just cut out and it would die instantly it's now at the point where it does that at 50% battery so it's becoming like a much much shorter window oh no. uh and yeah it's just a bit of a pain and like I not to be um you know like what's the word there where you're like really sad about yourself sorry for yourself There we go.
0: forgot the word sorry
1: <laughs> it's Friday
0: afternoon guys Friday evening <laughs>
1: Not to be too sorry for myself, um, but I don't really have the money right now to pay for a MacBook mm. replacement, so I'm kind of just making do with having to just, like, only use it when it's plugged in and just, like, do my best to get done what I need to get done. But it's just a bit of a pain. It's like, yeah, come on now. Um, I would love for it to work. And I do feel like Apple purposely make their products with, like, really rubbish battery lives to you know, make you have to buy new products from them all the time. And also like if I was to get a new Apple MacBook, it would be like, they don't have any of the ports anymore. So like this one has a charging port, and like USBs and SD card ones, the new ones, you have to then buy a like lightning cable adapter for like usbs and sd cards yeah and it's just a bit like uh so not only do you want me to buy a whole new over a thousand pound laptop from you you don't want me to buy all these other accessories which my previous laptop came with built in and i'm just like you know i'm just gonna avoid doing that until i absolutely have to so there may be one week where this podcast is not able to record because the laptop Mm. has officially given up but i'm hoping that it's not going to do that and everything will be okay (laughs)
0: I mean, manifest it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Like, what if it's just a bit, like, tired, and then after a few weeks, the battery might just, like, come back to life? It could happen. Stranger things have happened. 100%. Um, But what about you? Highs and lows, please.
0: Okay, as you wish. (laughs) Um, So I've got two highs. One of them just happened, and I'm just squeezing it in there, because... You know that we love to hark back to our small joys episode and I do truly believe <laughs> that we should continue to point out every small joy that happens to us. I yes. have only just got in from work and we're recording the podcast and then I need to wait for my food shop to arrive, so I'm not gonna be having dinner till quite late. So I came <laughs> in and I had a hot squash and some Colin the Caterpillar heated up in the microwave and that to me is a high in
1: itself. Do you know what? It's actually insane how heating something up in the microwave like that, just for like it 10 seconds, it. can yeah. it can change the game. I'd love to know what flavour
0: squash you have as your hot squash. Mm, yes, see, that's quite controversial. So my favourite squashes <laughs> of all time are peach squash, as like, mm. same as we you. know, we and know. And I love a Tesco cherries and berries. However, mm. I'm living on the bread line now that I'm in London, and I bought a <laughs> strawberry and rhubarb squash, which sounds delicious, Ooh. but it was not. And I, so I'm oh. trying to use it up, and I thought making it hot might make it more palatable. Improve it. Did mm. it? A little bit, yeah. So did the Colin. Okay. Which brings Good. me on to a question. Or oh, not a question, just a debate. If I was m <laughs> I think I would be really pissed off with all of the Caterpillar stuff that went on. Do you reckon... I mean, I know it was funny and obviously it is great that there are affordable alternatives because everyone should be able to enjoy chocolate caterpillars. But Mm -hmm. what a weird sentence. (laughs) But it is just (laughs) um, such an iconic thing. And now you just see them everywhere. (laughs) I I personally think it's because if you
1: were going to go to M&S anyway like, if M&S is your yeah. place, like, I don't think the fact that there's an Aldi one would put you off, but if you're someone that chooses to shop at Aldi, or maybe needs to shop at Aldi, or Tesco, or wherever it may be, mm-hmm. like, it just, I feel like it only, I don't think you would choose the Tesco one if you would normally get the M&S one, if that makes sense, I feel like it's yeah. just, like, broadening the market of caterpillars That's out true. there, That's um, true. but yeah, I know what you mean, I feel like they, they made a good a good go of it the M&S and Aldi showdown I thought it was mm-hmm. quite fun but it was a, I moment a
0: that we'll never forget
1: haven't had a Colin the Caterpillar cake in many a year but they I do agree a vegan one. yeah like I've seen on like the vegan kind online supermarket I'm sure they brought like a Colin the Caterpillar version but I'm just not about to order one online like mm-hmm. it's either got to be like in the shop or I'm not going to have it. Like, I don't care about it that much, but if I saw one, I might be tempted to get one. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a nice little small joy. Hot squash. Colin yeah, hot squash and a
0: Colin. Um, um, and then my, like, main joy is... Mm-hmm. Um, so... All of this week at work, it has been quite stressful. As you said, as I get more and more into the job, I find, like I feel like I'm having more insight into how it actually is, working in publishing. Yeah. And just about two hours ago, less than that, <laughs> I submitted my first proof to go to print, which yeah. is so exciting. exciting. I feel like mm-hmm. such a milestone because if you are not bookish, if you're listening to this because you just like... Cause rambling and you're not following us on bookish <laughs> accounts a proof copy of a book is um so oh, this is where i realized that i can't explain it it's like an advanced copy of a book that goes to reviewers and bloggers that doesn't have the same like finished jacket as the final copy that you can buy in the shops so you kind of take inspo from the cover jacket and you get a proof designed and then you send it to print and that is what marketing does and i was responsible for my first one not going to reveal what book it was cuz not sure if I'm allowed to and don't want to get sacked (laughs) (laughs) it's too early for that (laughs) too early um but it was just such an interesting insight into publishing and to finally like I feel like when they arrive from the printer and I hold that in my hand and get to like send it out to people that's going to feel really special so that's definitely a high if not also kind of a low because it was very stressful
1: (laughs) yeah I know what you mean it's like sometimes work things like that they are like a low up until the point where it's done and then it's like relief and it's a joy but yeah that's I think that is very exciting I feel like you are like the the man on the inside now like you have like all of the the inside scoop
0: you're getting to see it all from like the
1: other POV um which is fun I really like it and
0: you will absolutely be getting a proof because I want you to be able to enjoy what I created and also (laughs) I can't wait again not gonna go into details, but oh my gosh it's so good it's such a good book not the proof. I'm not tooting my own horn.
1: <laughs> you are a little bit, but I'm, I'm excited. You're like you're like a cog in the machine, though. Like, you are partially responsible for that book, eventually,
0: hopefully, being a major success. So, Hopefully. My first ever campaign, um, which was for A Merry Little Meet You, which I think, did I mention on a previous podcast? I can't even you remember. You did, yeah. I think yeah. it was
1: one of the first podcasts when you'd moved to London, and it was, like, yeah. in one of your first little bundles of books that you got to read from work. Yes, And I thought, I remember. that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yes, it's a spicy festive rom-com and that came out <laughs> yesterday on Thursday the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really exciting, I think, to have like the first campaign that felt like a proper campaign be published that was a really nice moment too um so yeah just been Mm -hmm. a a, a nice week of highs of like things coming to fruition but my low i can't remember (laughs) if i've told you this on text i I really can't remember so i'm just gonna tell it and no one else has heard it so buckle in guys so (laughs) when i moved to this house in london i really didn't expect to get as much contact with cats as i do i miss bobo a lot but i actually have three cats on rotation here (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> and like, they come up to our back door, and like, one of them comes to the front door and literally meows her head off until we let like let her into the porch and we stroke her. Um, we've named them after cheeses. So one's called Cheddar, one's called Moz for Mozzarella, and one mm-hmm. is called Lester for Red Leicester. They're not shut
1: Shut up! <laughs> literally shut up! So okay, <laughs> shut up. This. I'm <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but I just feel go like that's it. too much of a coincidence. So. Um, you know that we had two rabbits, Gatsby and Willow, and the reason that we called Willow Willow was because we had the Gatsby first, and he used to love eating willow leaves from the willow tree in the garden in Jay's parents' house, Um, and so when we decided to get a second rabbit, we decided we'll call the rabbit something that Gatsby likes, as like a way to manifest them being like besties forever, and it worked, they were best pals, Um, and so I'm always like joking about getting another cat, and Oscar loves- cheese and specifically he's actually fussy about cheese so so far he has turned his nose up at gouda and edam but he will eat you know like cheddar and red red lester and uh cheshire cheese as well jay's favorite but jay came home from work today and i said i've had an incredible idea if we get a ginger cat one day um we'll call it lester so that oscar likes it and that can be our tradition to name that's really second weird. pets after something at the first pet like so, I'm sorry. I just had to step in there because that was
0: that was too weird. much of a coincidence <laughs> not, to not <laughs> not to Like, flag. Literally <laughs> happened today. Um, but yeah, so we've got Moz, Cheddar, and Lester, and mm-hmm. Cheddar is definitely I think the most courageous of the three. And she will <laughs> she he I don't even know. Well, actually, I do know now. <laughs> he <laughs> sits at our back door and <laughs> stares us down until we open it. And so, whenever I work from home, if he comes to the back door, I open it and I give him a little stroke. This week, a note came through the door (laughs) that said, "Please don't pet or feed the (laughs) cat." And it was truly a low because honestly, I am such a people pleaser that the thought of having an explanation—well, it just—I think, I think they thought that we thought it was a stray. Because it was quite okay. a nice note and it was like um like he does come from a loving home um but we don't i think they basically don't want him to like become a cat that like lives somewhere else I Think they were just worried about that maybe they saw him on our like back doorstep i don't know but honestly <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> i am such a people pleaser and the thought of people being annoyed with me <laughs> honestly chills me to the core so to get a note through the door and what made it even worse is that the note so they knocked on the door mm-hmm. but we have, like, two flats that are here, like, with the same front door, and Mm -hmm. the person from the other flat (laughs) received the note on our behalf, and there was a (laughs) definite pause before they then put the note through our door, which means that they know as well that we got told off. (laughs) Honestly,
1: I'm so confused because I'm like, I don't know, it seems weird to me that you would be like, don't pet the cat, like, I understand don't feed it, but... To not, not pet it. I'm like, that's just a bit mean to the podcast. Because
0: literally, it was so funny because when we, one of my flatmates took a picture of the note with, and then in the background of the picture, you can just see Cheddar with his nose pressed up against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh. like, it's so evident that we don't entice him. Like, he just begs for it. It's <laughs> it's a little tarte. Like, <laughs>
1: Like Baxter looking through the little uh, peepholes to get into the
0: house. So every time now that he's at the back door, we have to just ignore him, pretend he doesn't exist.
1: Oh, that actually breaks my heart. It really does. Um, I also wanted to add an extra note about cheese cats because um, (laughs) Jay's parents have two cats and one of those cats is officially called Jeremy. But over the years, Jeremy went to like Jeremiah, which changed into Chedamiah, which changed <laughs> into Ched and Cheddar. Um, and so we call her Cheddar, but short for Jeremy, not actually for the Cheddar Cheese. But um, she, unlike your Cheddar, is the most timid and like official scaredy cat that has ever Aww. existed.
0: Opposite Cheddars.
1: Yeah, she's like she's a mild cheddar and yours is like mature cheddar <laughs> <laughs> <Is it? laughs> a <fucking> wild
0: cheddar <laughs> um, so that's my low of the week obviously the way I was telling that story I bet you couldn't guess how that would have turned out as a low but it actually very much did because I'm now yeah. humiliated when I got that <laughs> note I was like okay so um, I can never leave the house again <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fear of bumping into them
1: <laughs> that's so weird I, I mean to have gone to the effort of writing the note I'm like that's just extra
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it if, like, maybe he has a ten... Maybe it's happened before where he's, like, gone to another house and then thought he lived there. Like, maybe that's happened. You don't know, do you? But (laughs) it was. If
1: you you have a cat that can't remember where it actually lives, keep (laughs) it inside. Keep it inside. Don't let it out. But the good news is that
0: Moz um, just loves us. It's like he knows that we don't see cheddar as much anymore because Moz is giving us double the love. So that's good. Aw.
1: Yeah. Double mozzarella. Um,
0: so, yeah, cats is my low, which I never thought I'd say. What else have you been doing this week?
1: So, I think I'll chat to you a little bit more about Jay's birthday, because Jay's birthday Go was on, almost, then. it was almost my high of the week, but I thought it's too broad to be the high of the week. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Jay turned the ripe old age of 26 this week. Wow. Um, I know, he's practically, like practically all that? retirement age. <laughs> It's weird. It's like it, I can just see six months into my future because we're six months apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, oh, that'll be me in six months' time. But for now, I'm still 25 and young. Um, So I'll <laughs> always be younger than Jay, and that's something that I hold on to with yeah. both hands. Um, but anyway, we had a great birthday celebration for Jay, and I'll talk you through exactly why it was so wonderful. So <laughs> we started stay. out... <laughs> we started out jay's birthday with a trip to the donkey sanctuary
0: oh that is so wholesome and not where i thought that this was going jay is a man of multitudes axes and donkey sanctuaries
1: exactly yeah so we went to go to the donkey sanctuary in leeds and it was so much fun you got to see, they have like adoption donkeys, which are just ones that you can sponsor. But then aside from the adoption donkeys, there's also 24 other donkeys just oh. on the yard. And um, So I think they pick the three that are like the most uh, well-behaved and yeah. predictable. And they're like the ones that come into the showroom and they get to be like shown off to people. And then you get to go out to the yard and meet all the other donkeys. Uh, and there were so so, so, so many. So the three that were the adoption donkeys were called Theo Harbin and Ta- Tat 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 is what his name was. Tat loved a f- there was like a little um deflated football and Tat just kept like picking it up and throwing it around. It was very cute. Um and Theo also has a son called David who looks just like him but a smaller version which was very cute. Um, but then we went out on the yard and there was a donkey called Dominic and oh. he had a really like thick curly hair and he was super friendly um, and we got to stroke all the donkeys uh, and genuinely it was just the most heartwarming way to start the weekend in general but also a really fun way to like start the birthday celebrations. I bought some donkey top trumps and donkey (laughs) socks.
0: (laughs) How often do you play top trumps in your day-to-day life?
1: Never. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) i couldn't tell you the last time i played top trumps but jay wanted to get the top trumps i wanted to get what i thought was a tote bag but actually turned out to be a tea towel um and then also a pair of donkey socks so that was how we supported the donkey sanctuary Um, and it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it i was starting to think like how can i become like a donkey sanctuary worker because it takes literally uh Nothing at all to make me like completely reconsider my career. Yeah, options. I was gonna say that, <laughs> um, but no, in the end, I decided to just you know maybe go back and visit, but it was a lot yeah. of fun. So that was like the way that. that we started the birthday my, weekend.
0: Um, anecdote because I have to jump mm-hmm. in with the donkey anecdote. I love, when I was I little, that. my favorite bedtime story was the animal encyclopedia. I was that <laughs> child, and me and my mum used to just click like through. <laughs> well i did want to be a vet until i passed out in the surgery room remember that story oh God, I Remember yeah. that anecdote. um so we used to flick through the animal encyclopedia and without fail i think i must have been about seven six seven without mm-hmm. fail every time that i got to the page in the book that talked about the indian wild ass which i assume is a relative of the donkey <laughs> it used yeah. to crack my little seven year seven year old <laughs> self up so much and now whenever i think of donkeys i think of those indian wild asses in Africa <laughs> because how? like, I like, like I'm sorry that's just never not going to be funny
1: it is like it, anything that has the phrase wild ass in it is going to be funny, funny. <laughs> it's got to be and um, I th- I don't have any dunk- donkey anecdotes myself but Jay <laughs> I think has <laughs> a donkey anecdote I don't want to butcher it but I'm almost certain ooh, ooh, that when choice of word i don't want to ruin the anecdote but i'm pretty sure that jay was bitten by a donkey in spain when he was a small child and had to have a like tetanus shot
0: (laughs) i shouldn't laugh that's
1: that's objectively not funny but Um, clearly he's not been put off donkeys for life so that's good
0: that ass was particularly wild
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wow um so that was donkeys and then keeping it with the D's, we also <laughs> <then> went and <laughs> <laughs> this a PG podcast, around. <laughs> it is, I promise. Um, yeah. we went and got donuts, nice. donuts, um, and <laughs> specifically we went to get Krispy Kremes because let me tell you guys, um, that Krispy Kreme now have strawberry ring donuts and caramel ring donuts that are both vegan. So. Oh. For the first time in what felt like a lifetime, we got a Krispy Kreme dozen box, which used to be a birthday tradition, and I haven't been able to partake in that tradition for the last like six years. But we got the donuts You're and we in. managed to successfully hide them from everyone else. So, the and Jay ate 12 donuts together over the weekend. We didn't tell anyone else about them. Um, <laughs> I love that. That it to me was is so like a good.
0: healthy relationship. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, his family came around, and we were like, "Where can we put these donuts that so they won't see those?" We put them in a towel covered. <laughs> and then Jay got himself some Gillian chocolates, oh, I'm um, or that. however you pronounce Gillian. Jillian's. Uh and he also like hid them at, like the top of a cupboard because he didn't want anyone else to get get wind of them so Again, we were very strategic with our food placements this weekend but donuts and then the final thing um, aside from the fact that we I say final thing I lied there's lots more things to talk about <laughs> I'm so sorry um the final thing before we went on our little like evening away together was that with Jay's family we went axe throwing <gasps>
0: very axe-filled birthday
1: yeah so i was apprehensive about this it was jay's dad's suggestion but there's like a viking themed axe throwing place yeah so i was like oh i'm not really sure about this i don't know what it's going to be like but it was actually a lot of fun um you get like a coach with you and they like turn it into a bit of a competition um and i was yeah, nervous about it. But it was actually so much fun. Now, just to categorically say, I was <laughs> really bad. Really, really bad. Um, really bad. But I had fun. And what was good was that I was bad, but not so bad that I missed everything. I, like, consistently got hits throughout, but just not all the time. Yeah. So, like, you would go, and you'd have, like, a round of three. And I'd make, like, one of my three shots each time. Um, Jay's mum was absolutely killing it she just hit that board every single time it was insane that is wrong
0: wouldn't have guessed that
1: yeah so it was a lot of fun actually um and i was surprised by that very surprised because you know what
0: a little preview of what's going to be in my roundup i won't tell you what Mm -hmm. it is um mine was discovering a sport that i am excellent at so for you're excellent at a
1: sport (laughs) yeah i know for once are you sure and i'm
0: good but continue just gave you that tidbit
1: anything that requires like coordination is like an immediate fail for me so I I knew I wasn't going to be good at this um but it was a lot of fun I would probably like have chosen to do crazy golf or something instead as like a similar type of activity but actually the axe throwing was good and we're thinking about maybe going back at like Christmas time to do it again because it was it was just a fun a fun little activity to do um so that was what we did for Jay's birthday celebrations here in York then very momentous occasion, I left my baby uh, at home for the first time without either me or his dad there to look after him. So obviously I've done like work trips but Jay's been at home and then Jay's gone off camping but I've been at home so this was our first time leaving Oscar in other hands. And And if you haven't listened
0: to the podcast before, (laughs) this is a cat, (laughs) not a child
1: this is my baby cat um but yeah so Sarah and Rocco her boyfriend oh. came and sat. babysat yeah they they cat sat for us um Sarah made me laugh because she knew full well how early the cat was going to wake up on Sunday morning or Monday morning rather but she opted not to tell Rocco <laughs> about that and made him get up to feed the cat in the morning so um Sounded like they had a fun time though, and I came home to a cat that was still alive, uh, and he hasn't like fallen out with me. So on the whole, I would say it was a success.
0: I would say um, that cat sitting and them coming back and it not being alive is in my top ten fears.
1: Yeah, honestly, like because we've never done it before, I just was like please don't let him out, please don't let him out, please don't let him die, that's all I'm asking mm-hmm. for is that he's just alive and It's a in low my bar <laughs> when I get home, it's a very low bar um, but they succeeded so I'm considering that a win for everyone yeah. and of course that meant that me and Jay could go and stay in a little cottage, an Airbnb overnight and we went to somewhere that was like in the top corner of the Yorkshire Dales which meant that we had like access to the Dales on one side and then quite close to the Lake District on the other side so on the way there on the Sunday we went to a cave (laughs) it was like (laughs) it was like a a little like woodland walk you walk up to this cave you put on a hard hat you go into these caves it was caving it it was like not caving caving because you didn't have to there was no like shimmying or like crawling around on the floor the most you had to do was kind of hunch your head at some bits where it was like a little bit low in the roof but it was quite scary still like it was very weird but also like very impressive. It's one of those things where you're like, I'm equally scared and also Mm -hmm. in awe of what I'm seeing. So we did that on the way there. Then we also stopped off in a town called Kendall in the Lake District.
0: I love Kendall. Um,
1: So went into Kendall, had a Yeah exactly. Um and we had a little wander down the high street we got quite lucky because we did our outdoorsy thing in the morning had quite nice weather and then by the time we got to kendall it was raining but then we went into kendall waterstones just as it started raining stepped foot into the door and guess what happened
0: uh you bought a book
1: i did buy a book that's not what i'm getting at uh,
0: you wet yourself
1: that's also not what happened. I'll I'll put you out of your misery. So, stepped into Kendall Waterstones and I was just having a little browse around and then the girl who worked in the Kendall Waterstones... no. She she recognised you. She came over to me and she was like, I watch your YouTube videos? And I was like, oh, my God. So, it was a lovely girl called Maddie who worked in Waterstones um, and she was so friendly. I fear that I, like, embarrassed myself by going, like, completely red because I just have one of those faces that... Mm -hmm. instantly like no matter what I want to do it's gonna go red whether I like it or not but she was so friendly um I'm probably like quite confused as to what what I was doing there um but yeah she was really nice and it was just like such a surreal experience it's it's never happened before um so that was a really like fun thing to have happened and much better than yourself (laughs) oh yeah way better (laughs) can confirm, um, would much rather be spotted by someone in water than wet myself in water <laughs> um,
0: um,
1: But yeah, that was really cool. And then on the way home the following God, we're day... we're really
0: getting the story of your life this week, aren't we? <laughs> I know. It's
1: because this was just such a cool location. I couldn't not mention it. It was yeah. a water... St- a water stall? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> it was a waterfall called high force waterfall and that also was in like the north pennines so we kind of made like a really fun route where we got to see the bottom of the dales the lake district and then the top of the pennines all in like two day period um but we went and saw this waterfall which was so incredibly cool If you just, like, didn't know where you were, you would be expecting to see, like, grizzly bears fishing for salmon or, like, a moose (laughs) walking by. It just looked, like, so much like you were in North America, like, the trees and this, like, incredibly fast river going by. But it was incredible. And I also saw that they do weddings. And I thought, like, if you were going to get married, how cool of a location would that 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 be be just, like, be married by an incredibly, like, crazy waterfall? I just thought it was really cool. So that was jay's birthday but it felt like a celebration for me Mm. because i just had so much fun doing all the things and i do realize i have chit chatted your ear off so
0: would you be able to um (sighs) sign an autograph for me since you're now famous
1: (laughs) absolutely i'll send one in the post
0: (laughs) thank you very much um i thought you were going to talk about the books i sent you
1: do you know what? I, I I have so many more things that I could talk about, but I just feel like I've spoken non-stop, so I don't know if you want to chit-chat about your week for a little bit, and then we'll ping-pong it back, and I'll the, give you some more yeah. information. The
0: main reason that I want you to talk about it is because you bollocked me live on air last week, being a bad friend. And I Do you want me to you? just yeah. hype
1: you up for a second? Just, okay, just hype it so. up.
0: Actually, it was this time
1: last week. Mm-hmm. I had just finished work for the week, and I got a little knock 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 at the door I'll just reenact that for you I was like "Ooh, what could this be ran myself down the stairs opened the door I got a little parcel with a sticker on the front that had a HarperCollins publisher on it and I thought That'll well say. well well what could this be and um, the s- surprise was slightly spoiled because you had asked my address earlier in the week so I kind of yeah. knew exactly knew it who it had come from but I opened this parcel only to find not one, not two, but three incredible books in there. And I have never been so excited in my life because while I love books, I think there's something extra special about free and unsolicited mm-hmm. books that have just like, come to you from the good of the yeah. universe. So the books that you gave me were Yellow Face by RF Kuang, which you had mentioned in the podcast mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'm very excited and about that one so because it, sounds,
0: pretty it sounds
1: really, really interesting. The other one is a Christmas book, which is called The Christmas Wish by Lindsay Kelk. Um, And that one was the one that immediately I was most excited for, because obviously... You're going to like that
0: one. You're going to love love it. I love Christmas.
1: But the one that I have actually started reading and I'm loving is Cat Lady by Dawn O'Porter. Amazing. Um, I just... I'm loving it. It is such a fun read, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's just exactly what I needed. So yeah. you have redeemed yourself. You are now in like top friend position. I am glad,
0: um, and I would just like to say that you said that it came to you through the good of the universe. It did not. It came to you through the good of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I've redeemed uh, myself, and you yes. all know that I've just had a praise on air. Yeah. <laughs> 100% in mean, my week. <laughs> Not going to talk about too many things, um, but I'm going to talk about I feel about like that two... was a dig. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not going to talk about too many things, otherwise we'll be here <laughs> all night. <laughs> um, but they are two wins. Two wins and one wholesome thing. So I'm going to lead with the fact that I have discovered that I am a pro at glass. Oh,
1: darts yeah. I mean I, I think that's an interesting conversation topic there is to like is it a sport? how how far does the definition of sport go darts and let like snooker
0: <laughs> let me have it um, my favorite sport, said in inverted <laughs> in the world is shuffleboard. Oh my god, give me a shuffleboard! And I on earth is shuffleboard? You need to play shuffleboard. It's hilarious. Um, it's like a big long table, and you've okay. got kind of like I, you know, the ice hockey pucks that you get on like an, no an air ho- like an air hockey puck, okay, and they yeah. go like down the board, and you've got to like. I can't describe it just go and play shuffleboard okay. you'll love it um <laughs> okay. so i went to one of those places where you can play shuffleboard mm-hmm. or table tennis or axe throwing there actually was axe throwing there mm-hmm. um and i we did darts and i discovered that you could hit it and well it might be a fluke but i hit <laughs> not the bullseye but you know the tiny little circle around the bullseye four mm-hmm. times that, that's more than a fluke i would yeah. say yeah that's that's a skill to the are there the darts in the olympics
1: probably not but there's probably darts championships yeah take me there you could go there i'm ready do you know though i would say if you are good at darts you'd also probably be good at axe throwing because Mm -hmm. axe throwing is just like darts but with like a much bigger dart
0: (laughs) yeah but is it heavy because i'm not very good at that um i don't think they're particularly heavy they're like little they'd call them a hatchet like a little hand axe Mm, okay so i would like to have a go the only reason we didn't is because it was 70 pound for two people Oh
1: Jesus, I see we oh. didn't pay for our axe so oh. I don't know how much it was, Jay's parents paid for it. <laughs>
0: I honestly think that going somewhere that does all those things is my favourite kind of evening. Like, I really like going somewhere and having a drink and, like, doing an activity, particularly when I'm good at it, so that was a good day. (laughs) Um, And then the other win is connected to a really wholesome activity. So, my friend Jenna, who I've mentioned on the podcast, she is a bookstagrammer. She is part of, like, her group of friends and some of their friends have quite a close-knit book club called Book and Cook. And every month, If it's your turn to pick the book, everyone comes over to yours and you cook for them. And then you discuss it over food. It's so lovely. And I went to my first one at the weekend and they were reading Evelyn Hugo. I didn't reread it because I've had a lot to read for work at the minute and I knew I'd already Mm -hmm. read the book. So I feel like I didn't participate in the discussion as much as I want to because like obviously it wasn't fresh in my mind, but it was just so lovely to meet. There was like six of... Well, I think there was five of us there then, but there's normally six and we had a roast dinner. So I went round oh. someone's house, had a roast dinner and talked about books. It was so nice. And there was two dogs there oh, called, nice. I think, Winnie and Penny, I want to say. I think. Um, and it was just such a wholesome afternoon. And the win from it is that I tried my first ever sprout and I liked it. You've never had a sprout before? No. And I do maintain that I probably wouldn't like a boiled sprout. But this was a sprout that had been boiled mm. and then Sprayed. smushed and... Roasted with pancetta. Ah, see, yeah, mine's done them
1: before with like bacon and garlic.
0: Yeah. And I feel
1: like if you just, you know, it's like anything, you know, if you serve it completely uh plain, boil all the flavour out of it and you've not seasoned it, it's mm-hmm. not going to be that
0: exciting.
1: Yeah. Whereas you can really elevate the flavours of something yeah. like that. But yeah, I like a I, sprout.
0: I had three, I was really impressed. I always go home at Christmas and I have like my own little list of things that I request for my mum to do on the roast dinner. And it's getting like larger and larger as the years go by because (laughs) I really enjoy there to be two types of potatoes. So it's because of me that we always have roast potatoes and mash. And then I also am gonna ask if I can make those sprouts with pancetta because they were delicious. And I Mm. always ask, for a Christmas Colin, going back to the Colin. Always ask for a Christmas Colin because why is it just like Christmas pudding on the dinner table? Why Mm. do we exclude the best thing in life, chocolate, from the Christmas dinner table? Not on my watch, Um, we don't. Two points to make here. I don't know if it's just because (laughs) I
1: come from an Irish household, but I was not aware that it wasn't standard to have at least two types of potato. I'm like, as many (laughs) times. Me me and my mum would have like, so we'll do Christmas eve dinner and we'll yeah. have like um really lovely boiled new potatoes with like butter and everything and then christmas day would always be roast and mash but to think about mm. only having one type of potato is I know it's, sacrilegious it's, yeah
0: i agree genuinely I agree. shocking we have um, had it for the last four years i think because i've been adamant about having mash too but yeah before that, that just one type
1: shocking absolutely shocking mm. um and then the <laughs> other thing to say was that i've never had a christmas pudding but um, Jay always gets the, not Colin the Caterpillar, but he gets the, um, I think I just missed a whole syllable, <laughs> from Colin the Caterpillar, <laughs> Colin the Caterpillar, um, but. <laughs> that sound it's so Yorkshire. Jay will get the, um, M&S, like, chocolate Yule log, and Ooh, it's like. another good choice. It's very, very tasty, I-, I say, as someone who is not actually able to eat it, but it just looks tasty. But you know that it would be good. And I normally get myself like, um, waitrose have like a vegan cheesecake slices and you can just get them as like two slices, um, which is handy because if you're the only one eating them, you don't want a whole cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I am now thinking that that may have been the culprit of my food poisoning last Christmas though. Oh really? Because um, I'm just thinking like, what would I have eaten that could potentially have caused food poisoning mm. and like a soft a soft cheese type thing I'm, yeah i'm thinking that could have been it you know so maybe the i'll fromage. get something different different for pudding this year but yeah
0: yeah um so yeah a new addition to my christmas dinner table i honestly if you do, i thought i would be more likely to say that pigs would fly than that i would like a sprout so that feels like a win for <laughs> this week um and not too much else has been going on i've just been as i say very busy at work, and then mm-hmm. book and cook was definitely another high of the week.
1: So, that,
0: actually, do you know what? I'm not going to let you start with the recommendations because mine's related. So, my recommendation okay. of the week is that I have now tried the festive hot chocolate offering because I don't bother mm-hmm. with the latte offerings because uh, coffee. Um From <laughs> you coffee like Hero. coffee? No, I like coffee with chocolate. I don't like just the latte on its own, but I've now tried the hot chocolate festive offering from Nero, Starbucks, and Pret. So mm-hmm. from Nero, it is the salted caramel brownie hot chocolate. That from, sounds nice, but yeah. sickly. I'm gonna I'm gonna rank them all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from Starbucks, it is the um, praline cookie. <laughs> praline. Praline. What? What? Praline. Praline. <laughs> ah, no, no, we're not getting into that again. <laughs> and from Pret, it is the macaroon. Hot chocolate, Ooh. and I think I'm gonna rank it as follows: salted caramel brownie hot chocolate is in third, which is still delicious, mm-hmm. but as you say, sickly even for me. And if I think a hot chocolate sickly, then it must be yeah. second place <laughs> macaroon hot chocolate, and mm-hmm. first place Starbucks does just take the crown with the praline. Mm. Yeah. So I would highly recommend like. that you <clears throat> get yourself to Starbucks, buy a red cup, or take a reusable cup because you know that's better. And mm-hmm. <laughs> get a praline hot chocolate because it is delicious. So that's my first recommendation. I consider it my duty on this podcast to taste them all. I need to, to Costa and complete it. Costa can get in the bin for all <laughs> I care. Also, um, haven't they got rid of their Black Forest hot chocolate? Which I think is travesty. Not,
1: I've seen Black Forest somewhere, but maybe that's somewhere else. That's um, Nero. Nero do a Black Cherry mocha. Uh, Yes, yeah. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm interested to know of those four coffee shops. What's your
0: ranking of the coffee shops in general? Oh, Ooh, I love this game. Okay, I'm gonna go. Nero's at the bottom, then Costa. My, my jaw just hit the floor. Yeah, <laughs> then Costa, then Prep, then Starbucks.
1: Okay, for me,
0: yeah, it is. I really like Costa. Corn. <laughs> faster at the
1: bottom then yep, starbucks so. then prep then nero wow I what is it about love nero that I totally like wins. the co- i like the coffee from Nero the best. I think right. it's actually the nicest tasting coffee, um, and I've tried one of their festive coffees so far. It was their cinnamon swirl latte. That just so oh nice. boy, it was, was good. Great, it was so good. Uh, that was another thing that we got at Jay's birthday weekend. But I felt the story was getting too long. But it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I go into my recommendation, I was actually going to ask you a question.
0: <laughs> go for it.
1: Now, for the last few weeks, we've talked a lot about Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. and that continues this week. The question this week is not the same, though. It's not about Midnight's ranking. It is about a specific song. So, as we all know, All Too Well, 10-Minute Version, Mm -hmm. is iconic. Mm -hmm. I've seen discourse and debate from people as to whether or not she should perform it on tour.
0: And I just wondered what your take was. That's not um, what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I've seen quite a few people say that would've, could've, should've is better. And I agree.
1: I don't agree, actually. So um, would've, would've, could've, should've better than all too well, normal version.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: too well, 10 minute version, better.
0: I think, honestly would be a crime not to perform it on tour i know that takes up a big section of the era's tour however i think she should have the short film like on the big screens and then sing along with it because i just think Mm -hmm. i just think it's given her so much success and it's such an iconic taylor swift song now like when i went to that club night people were literally screaming that so loud that i think it would be a wasted opportunity not to
1: that's exactly my thought first of all it is one of my favorites for one thing and I personally would be so excited to hear it but I also Mm -hmm. think it's just a real crowd pleaser um and it is like I think the eras tour realistically is all about like highlighting the highlights from each of her eras and you can't deny that that is iconic highlights yeah and and just like it's Couldn't just it's all. just so her so yeah i just was so shocked because people were not only saying that she shouldn't perform it but also them suggesting such like mid-tier songs as alternatives like we could hear i don't know i can't even think of any right now but they were like oh we could hear um coney island and oh. i'm like okay great snooze fest like come on <laughs> i like you gotta think about what's good for performing yeah um and that is a good performer. Um, and I also just wanted to mention because you said I was crazy for this, but I've managed to get Sarah on board. Um, and the door is open, in case you're interested. But we are going to be trying to get tickets to go see Taylor Swift in Nashville, Tennessee. I know. <laughs> I don't
0: think you're crazy for this. If I had enough money, I'd be on board. But I
1: don't know how much.
0: <laughs> I don't know how
1: much it's going to cost, and I've not really factored that in yet. Until the point of like whether or not we get the tickets.
0: I think you probably will. I think you've got a good shot. She's just doing one date there? Three dates. Yeah, you've got a good shot. I mean, so. honestly, I wish I could go with you, but I just don't have the money to go to Nashville. I think what I'd rather do <laughs> is go twice in the UK. But yeah, uh, not, I hear you. But if money wasn't an, an option, I would go with you because that's my like childhood dream. So... I'll take you into my recommendation
1: now because that's the reason why okay. I want to go see Taylor Swift in Nashville. And the reason for that is because I recommend Phoebe Bridges as just my recommendation for the yeah. week. Yeah. She is just iconic and uh, she is supporting at all three of the Nashville dates. And, mm, that be and I just think, when am I going to get a chance to see Phoebe Bridges and Taylor Swift? but also the same mm-hmm. evening in the same evening and I just know that those people are not going to be supporting in the UK it's going to be like yeah it won't be uh the 1975 was something <laughs> really like <laughs> boring uh or like even like I wouldn't mind if Ed Sheeran was there but I'm like that doesn't excite me in the same way mm-hmm. as Phoebe Bridges does so
0: well that I... was the yeah, I'm um, rooting for you to get tickets. I feel like Me we can't too. talk about Phoebe. 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 I feel like I just thought of Phoebe buffet and like mixed <laughs> words. We can't talk about Phoebe fridges. Oh, fridges. We cannot talk about Phoebe bridges without without talking about. Talking the fact about... That she is engaged to Paul because of a tweet. I'm gonna start tweeting all the men I fancy.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start tweeting
0: Jay. <laughs> At Jay, I love your axe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mullet. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it's iconic. It's like collision of worlds, and, I, and then obviously yeah. so. Phoebe Bridges, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn, yes. Joe Alwyn, Sally Rooney, Sally Rooney, Paul Mescal. It's just like yeah, the the web is is very complex. Don't they go on and double I dates as well? Do they? I I'm love sure that. they
0: do. Or or at least Paul and Joe are friends. And mm-hmm. Taylor and Phoebe are friends, so you would lead. That would lead you to believe that they. That there could be a double a date. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: so fun. But yeah, I just love Phoebe Bridges, and I've since been inspired. So I'm. I'm really kind of honouring Taylor Swift with this because I obviously was obsessed with Midnight's and then through Midnight's and then the announcement that Phoebe Bridges was going to be supporting Taylor Swift, started re-listening to some more Phoebe songs that I hadn't listened to in a while and then from that, started listening to Sidelines, which is my personal favourite Phoebe Bridges song and then I've started re-watching Conversations with Friends, which I'm now liking a lot more no. than I did I say the you first time around. Like no, so obviously we've had this discussion before and for me... Conversations with Friends is the better book, but Normal People is the better show. Yeah. And I think that just comes down to the fact that Normal People is from two perspectives, whereas Conversations with Friends is like a lot more introspective to Frances's mindset. And I think that's harder to convey on TV, whereas the split between Marianne and Connell is a lot easier to sort of bring to life. But either way, I think I'm enjoying Conversations with Friends more with this second rewatch. So... Mm -hmm
0: that's my recommendation kind of the tiktoks that are like bigger than the whole sky with marianne and connell oh my god my
1: heart i've seen bigger than the whole sky marianne and connell bigger than the whole sky uh certain characters from house of the dragon that i won't spoil because it's still fairly new and then uh bigger than the whole sky uh harry potter and his parents who are dead oh
0: (laughs) you really really went for it there didn't you To be wrong exactly um Uh, Yes, I accept that recommendation and I actually, I actually am going to take it. I'm going to take your recommendation because I've never listened. To Phoebe Bridges. Bridges. I've only ever heard Nothing New, her collab with Taylor.
1: Okay, so Sidelines is my favourite. Also, Smoke Signals, Scott Street, I think are some of my favourites. But she also has some like Christmas songs, which are quite cute. Nice. It's like Christmas with a hint of depression.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If I had squash in my mouth still, that would have not been in my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have been in the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um so who are
0: you inspired by this week?
1: So here's my super niche inspired by because I was really okay. struggling to think who am I inspired by. So to give you a bit of preface, I have started a new morning routine which involves going for a swim and then if ah, I have time, wow. uh, then I'll go in the sauna. So I that am just reminds me of frozen
0: you know what that like <laughs> what does he say
1: Yo-hoo! big summer blow up <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm inspired by the absolute sheer confidence <laughs> of some people to just walk into the sauna and just like start a conversation with strangers
0: are they naked
1: No, no one's naked. Well, actually. When you said
0: stark, I I
1: thought you were going to say stark naked. No, start start conversations. Although I have now seen more naked ladies than I had anticipated (laughs) seeing on, like, a weekday morning. Um, Because (laughs) women of the, like, age category, let's say, like, 45 to 60, they just have no No inhibitions. They just waltz out of the shower, completely nude. I'm like, there are changing cubicles here. You say nude really weird. <laughs> nude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would never, I'd go into the cubicle every time. I'm like, I'm not here to show everyone else my my body. <laughs> I'm just here for a swim. But yeah, anyway, that's completely besides the point. The the thing I'm inspired <laughs> by is the confidence of some people, specifically like a couple of men who have just been like, I was in the sauna, I just sat there in complete silence, and then one guy said, it's hot in here, isn't it? I said, yeah. Yeah it is. <laughs> and then this guy said to me, So, do you go to uni up here? And I said, oh, I'm too old for uni. And he said, How how old are you? I said, I'm twenty five and he went, Fucking hell and I was like, Yeah, I know, tell me about it. Um and then, oh, that's cracking me up. The other guy was like, so a separate man came in and he said, it was busy in your lane today, wasn't it?" I was like, "Yeah, tell me about it." So what? What
0: we're trying to establish here is that you're a male magnet.
1: <laughs> no
0: women go in the get sauna. Get a posse and they flock. <laughs> I've got, like,
1: the least sexy black Speedos women costume on. Um, but, yeah, no other women... I've never seen a single woman other than myself in the sauna. It seems to be just that the sauna is the man magnet, and I'm just... I just happen to be there. Um, but it's not just me. They're chatting to each other as well. So there's just people who just love sauna chats. But I'm like, I would personally never have the confidence to go in no and start either. a conversation I'm, I'm happy enough to engage in conversation but I would never start it so I am inspired by the confidence there
0: going into a sauna and saying it's hot isn't it is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my entire life
1: <laughs> Jay said when I told him about that he, he said you should have replied it's like a sauna isn't
0: it <laughs> <laughs> you should have done that was funny.
1: save that for next time right.
0: so when well, we were boiling the, our respective kettles um, <laughs> ready for this podcast I said to Kira yeah. I bet we have the same inspiration uh, turns <laughs> out we very much don't <laughs> <laughs> If that had been my inspiration too, that would have been like The Matrix. <laughs>
1: Insane. That and the Red Leicester situation would have been too yeah, much.
0: blown my tiny little mind. Um, so my inspiration of the week is the absolute rate at which Beth O'Leary is churning out books. <gasps>
1: yes. Do you know what? Yeah. She is just, she's an icon.
0: She, she is. is. She has just announced a, another book, her fifth book. Uh, that comes out next September uh, and it's called The Wake Up Call and it's I want to say an enemies to lovers festive? Festive
1: romance
0: set yeah. in a hotel That's and I love up. me a Christmas hotel 100% yeah. and she posted it on in Instagram today uh, of her desk which I am so jealous of her writing desk <laughs> it looks so nice uh, and she said that she's now working on book six so I don't know and in, I feel like she hasn't slowed pace at all. She even had a child in the midst of it. She's she is picked a up the writing pace. machine. I honestly feel like I, in my head, am a writing machine. I think of ideas. I've currently got two I want to write, but <laughs> I just am not as. I'm just. I don't churn them out physically. I yes. just. Do you know play them that? like movies in my head until I get bored? I think
1: if. And this sounds rude, but I mean, <laughs> if you were, um. Like a, an author of yeah. of critical acclaim who was being like paid thousands and thousands of pounds mm-hmm. to churn them out. I think you probably could do it as well. And if it's it was more a like full time job, yeah, exactly. The reality of writing alongside a full time job is very different from it yes. being a full time gig and like just being able to do it completely without anything else to think about except for obviously a baby. But like you know, it's yeah. it's her main focus. I think you know can't be too hard on yourself because you're not in the same situation. But mm. even still, there are authors who do it as their full-time job and somehow manage to have written, like, one book ever and still you're like, where's the next one? And I'm looking at you, Gail Honeyman, from Eleanor Oliphant. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> fine. Because I'm like, how do you have, like, a million copies bestseller and then just, like, never write another book? How mm. does that happen? Why is no, that But happened? I guess
0: if you had a book of such high acclaim, it could get to you, like, how much pressure there is. Um, stephen king hasn't let that
1: pressure get there
0: yeah um i've just seen my tesco delivery van so on Time that enough, note, wrap this up let's wrap this up in the spirit of festive season <laughs> love that well enjoy unpacking
1: your shopping
0: thanks and thanks for another great episode yeah, as, really enjoyed i do say so myself <laughs> i i honestly feel like as we get closer to december the episodes are just going to get more and more cozy and i'm here for it so thank you for listening and we will see you in the next one. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, I'd also love you to message me on Instagram and tell me what your favourite festive drink is so far. Oh, yeah. I'll let
1: Em fill me in on that one because I don't want yeah. you to have to send us both the same message. But <laughs> I see need to you. pick up the pace.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to get trying so you can report mm-hmm. back as well. And we will awesome. see you next week. Bye.